to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey, Gar, hey, and welcome to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Graham, boy mom to a child who covers my life and house with Legos. Oh, you are. And I'm Darlene Brock. And I actually only have my my house messed up when my grandson comes and throws it all over. So for me, it's like fun. And then I can put it away and move on. Oh, yeah. You have like three bins that it all it, goes yes. into and then it disappears. And then you it lucky disappears. duck. Yep. (laughs) Well, on today's episode, we're going to introduce you to two friends of ours who can help bring a little more organization and cut some of the chaos out of your family life, whether that means you have littles around or maybe you've just got a space that needs some decluttering. Our friends, Adam and Dana Sue, are the creators of a little company called Creative QT, and their mission is to create products that help parents organize their kids' toys, games, activities, and allow for the family to have more quality time together. I mean, who doesn't need that? Thank you guys so much for joining us on the show, Adam and Dana Sue. We're so excited to have you. Thanks. Yeah, we're glad to be here. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we love it. And just as full disclosure, because everyone should know this, they're my family. They are, um, well, Adam is my nephew, and of course, Dana Sue's his wife. So what does that make? Niece-in-law or something like that? Somewhere <laughs> around there, yeah. That, yeah somewhere did they around. put that on a t-shirt? Twice removed. Yeah, twi- yeah <laughs> twice. I, I'll, re- I'll bring you back. I don't want you removed. So, <laughs> I'm just glad you claimed us. <laughs> well, I, I did, and I always will, because I think you're pretty amazing. But, you know, I think what would be interesting, before we get into the business side of what you've done, is a little bit of your backstory, just because I know what it is. Um, yeah. Let's just, where did you meet? Let's start there, because you are husband and wife, and you've you've got a lot of life since then, but where did it all start? We actually met at a dude ranch in Colorado, of all places. He hates horses, um, <laughs> which is just bizarre. That <laughs> the Lord put us both there, but um, yeah, and it was actually a non-dating. We were not allowed to date. It was against the rules, and um he asked, would you like to go to coffee sometime? And on that sole question, um, he moved to Colorado Springs after he left the ranch, which is the closest real town to where we were at. And the rest is history rest pretty much from history. there. Yeah, so I, apparently I, uh, you said, yes, I'll go to coffee. Yeah, some good yeah, coffee I, I, I right decided. there. My family was in Texas and and, uh, and he was in Colorado. And I was like, I got to decide where to live because I'm leaving this place. Um, so a lot, a lot hinged on that question. She didn't know it at the time. I had um, no clue. So we spent the next, next quite a few years in Colorado, uh, doing oddball maintenance, construction jobs, had a small construction company, did weird things, set building, upcycling furniture. Um, I finally finished a business degree that I started in like 1997. Um, I think it was like a 16 year business degree. Um, <laughs> hey, goal met. I know. Hey, we it. joke that his, uh, degree had like a driver's license, but it was so long. <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, but I was I was still doing some construction things and I, I wasn't enjoying the direction. So that's when we kind of sat down, had a conversation, and said, "Hey, you want to try something?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what got us rolling to where we are. Love it. Dar said you guys were into the tiny house craze before it was an actual thing. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Uh, we, we it was more economical, really. Uh, we we just we had a small cabin uh, in Manitou Springs, Colorado. It was. I think our first one was 400 square feet, literally it's a 20 foot by 20 foot cabin. 
um, which which was great for a newlywed couple. And we then we started having kids, uh, and that's when it really got interesting because at one point there was like, oh, they upgraded us to the six hundred square foot cabin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And we had three kids and one on the way yep. when we were still living in that. And yep. two little girls shared a twin upper bunk, like a lofted bed. So there's place space below. Mm-hmm. So and small space solutions have been kind of our thing for a while. And like I said, not intentionally. That's just kind of the way life shakes out sometimes. You know? <laughs> well, and I remember when I visited that barely building house that you lived in. <laughs> hey, come on. That was the big place we lived. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, what I do remember about one of them, though, is that wall of little cubbies that you created that was brilliant because you had no storage space. You had no yeah. room to put anything. And that was you- before the Ikea cube was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my saving grace when he built that. Yeah, well, yeah. I loved it because I think it was color coded and everything. I think you had a system to it as well. Always. <laughs> so it sounds like that's kind of always been your thing is kind of taking your life scenarios and letting them inspire you toward making something that could help other people. Is that kind of how you came up with creative QT? Is that the story? Because, you know, I'm not family. I don't know the the <laughs> ins and outs the of kind of how you stumbled into creative QT. Didn't you have another business idea before this, Adam? Yeah, we actually, we moved out here uh, to Illinois to, to try something. Like I said, she was five months pregnant with our fifth kid mm-hmm. and we were, um, not even sure exactly what we were going to do. So we kind of settled down and we had a runway. We knew how long we could live off the money we had. And I got to figure something out in this time. Um, and I was, I'd been upcycling furniture, literally making, you know, coffee tables out of doors. And uh, it was pretty cool stuff. But uh, honestly, looking back, it just really wasn't scalable. It wasn't something I could uh, support a, a family of seven on. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was trying to figure out what to do. I did a lot of research and uh, finally decided, hey, let's try this. I, I found out, you know, you can, you can create products and, and source materials that it, I gave myself an education on all that. It's amazing what YouTube can do these days mm-hmm. uh, and, and started doing research on what people are searching for. Um, and that's kind of the basis of our businesses. You know, what are people looking for? Um, and can we come up with a solution for that? Uh, it's, it sounds funny and it is, it is now, but our first product was, was this like Lego table kit. It was like those plastic plates you get for, for making building Legos on uh, literally some gorilla glue, and instructions on how to make a Lego table. So and it was a piece like, of sandpaper. <laughs> um, it was, but like, it was just that it was literally a blog post kind of embodied in a kit for people. Uh, it actually sold really well. Um, I mean, I bought but, them. I bought them before I knew that you were Dar's family. Hilarious. I bought well, you those bought, base plates. You bought the the scaled up version. This was like, adhesive ones that I like now we off. had adhesive on the back and you just peel it off and you stick it down. But right. That used to be literally just a bottle of glue. And yeah, just kind of the tumbles of the business. Like those were on the way over from, from China at the time. And I found out that somebody launched with our business name just right then uh, selling Lego stuff. And so I had to scramble and find another name for the company, uh, literally. Uh, and I found, I, I, and we talked about what we're about and, you know, we're about creativity, you know, time together as a family. And so uh, creative quality time is what we came up with. And creative QT is, is what it ended up becoming. Um, and it was, it's kind of based on the five love languages. I, 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 it's something we knew about. And for whatever reason, I assumed everybody else in the world did, but they don't. So, <laughs> so. We get a lot of creative cutie. Yep. Which, which works too, which works too, but it is all about creative quality time. Uh, so that's, that's what the business became about. And just, uh, like, okay, family's problems. You know, the biggest one we found was, you know, people's time. 
it's just evaporating these days. And the time you get with kids, the time you get together, um, it's a struggle every day to figure out where it went because you just kind of get the kids to bed, clean up the house and collapse in a heap every day. So um, my goal, this is kind of my new, new overarching goal is just to give parents wins uh, because it seems like as a parent, you feel defeated so many times over and over again. If I can just get them a little W in the box, you know, if I can give them a quick win on, on how to store their stuffed animals, if I can give them a quick win on, you know, those puzzles that get spread out every day, you know, then I'm, then I'm going to see what I can do. So that's, that's kind of the, the current goal <laughs> for the company. Love it. And I know Dana Sue, I mean, you guys have five kids. Okay. I, I had two daughters. One could, you know, one could hang on each leg, one could hang you know, or choose an arm. I kind of thought that was it. You know, that's all I could manage. So, you know, we look at normal parents, normal parents, which obviously like, I just didn't mean. Yeah, exactly. I just insinuated y'all aren't that. Um, <laughs> but you know, that most families have two or three. So it's like you have compounded the issues and so is it a personal thing for you too Dana Sue that you you go I need answers to these dilemmas because I have five kids yeah like I mean the stuff and sit specifically I hate stuffed animals I hate them and um our oldest loves them and I like seriously she has hundreds of them and I want to throw them away and so Adam (laughs) had seen this like some lady on Pinterest had just taken her an empty stuffed animal beanbag and shoved all the stuffed animals in it and he's like we could do that into a product you know we have the longer zipper so you can get to them all and stuff like that but that one has saved so much sanity in my life because again I, I just I hate stuffed animals. You know, the other thing it might take care of too, Dana Sue, is the arguments between you and your child. I know when Chelsea was little, she had 4,012 stuffed animals, at least. And I would go, oh, you know, there's some child that needs these. Let's decide which ones you want to keep and which you don't. And four hours and tears later, we didn't come up with any solutions. So stick them in a bag, sit on them. Life is good. I think that was a brilliant solution. It really has worked well for our family. And then all the baby blankets that people have given us, quilts that people have made, we shove them all inside that beanbag. In general, like these are all things like you have, you're not technically allowed to get rid of them. (laughs) You don't know what to do with them. Uh, So so what do you do? So we shove them in there. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. I have the stuff and sit for Lincoln and that, that idea right there to put the baby blankets in there. When my son was born, he's almost five now, but I worked at our church. And so that means there were 4,012 old ladies who made me baby blankets (laughs) and they were beautiful. And I could think of each person who gave them to me, but I didn't need them. They were just, you know, sitting in piles. And so I was so excited to put them into a chair that he actually uses on the daily sitting in front of his Lego table. So I'm like, this is a perfect way to use all the stuff. Oh, so glad to hear that. (laughs) Love it. Okay. You know, when you're in business as a married couple, you may or may not be involved at different levels, which, but as a married couple, if you're in a family business, you're all in both of you. Because you've said, yep. all right, we're going to do this. We're Our family's in it together. We are going to take this risk. Were either of you more risk adverse than the other? And was that any kind of a problem when you said we're, we're going in the deep end? I think we were probably pretty much on the same page. He definitely was ready to, to jump, you know, and take the leap of faith. Um, he told me, what's the worst case scenario? He's like, 
we're back to square one. We're living in a 600 square foot cabin again, you know? <laughs> and I was like, he's like, we just described some of the best years of our marriage. And I was like, it's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But thinking it backwards, like, you know, if, if you can describe the worst case scenario, okay, I'm, I'm a carpenter somewhere. We're living in a small cabin. You know, the worst case scenario is not that bad. So, you know, it's, it's the, and the upside could be huge. So why, why not? You know? Love it. He was self-employed before as a carpenter. And having our products online, I have found, um, now mind you, he doesn't take a ton of vacation time because it's Adam Hinkle. (laughs) That's an an entrepreneur problem. Well, he's type A, type A, type A until he's not. And then we go, he's type C. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember like, you know, when we would take days off as a carpenter, he just wouldn't get paid for those days. And now our business is still selling on Amazon, even if we're visiting family in Texas or whatever. So that has been a game changer for our family too, that we actually have income coming in and can theoretically take a vacation. Still kind of more guilt-free. Yeah, that's great. It's always the, the plus and minus of, you know, having a business, you know, it's, it's still running while you're sleeping. However, like, while you're not looking at it, it's still running. So it's hard to <laughs> look away and forget about it because it's always there. <laughs> uh, I know for our daughters, how old are your kids now? 11, 9, 7, 5, and 3, but we are about to hit birthday week in which three of our kids have birthdays within eight days of each other. Do you have a creative Uh, solution for that? Well, Adam, just after the first three, he's like, man, we are going to just shoot for I want to have all of them in March. And that way, you know, we're getting the bounce house. We're getting the pony. It's all happening at once. We're done. (laughs) There you go. That is a creative solution. (laughs) It didn't didn't work out that way. No. Then we spread them out from there. Love it. I know when, you know, as our girls were growing up, when Dan and I were running our, in the music business, we would sit at the dining room table and we would talk about business. And there were times our girls looked at us and said, will you quit? Will you remove yourself from that world long enough for us to just actually have dinner? And it was a lesson to us that sometimes for them, we had to um, shift gears. Because it is all consuming. Do you guys find that true? Definitely. Uh, I will. I'm. We homeschool right now, um, and I will be in the middle of math class, and Adam will come down with samples and ask me to feel material or whatever. And it's just, you know, we talk about it at dinner. We talk about it, you know. I feel like, and but the kids do love some of it. They love getting involved. I have this great picture that I love from early on. Now we actually hire real photographers. <laughs> to photo shoot a lot of our stuff. But when Owen was going to kindergarten at the public school, I have a picture of him before the school bus sitting on a beanbag and Adam taking his picture with all the lights, you know, set up around and all the studio Mm -hmm. lighting. And I thought, this is our life right now. You know, like we are pulling this up by our bootstraps and our kids are the models. And sometimes I think they're like, really? Do we have to smile? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the shot. We're doing it again. And that's just part of the family business. I think, though, there's plenty of um, upsides that they'll get to look back and see that you guys followed your dream and that you worked well together and that you um, put your family first by doing something that would benefit your family and benefit other families. And I think sometimes we are scared to do things like that. We're scared because we're afraid we're going to mess our kids up, but here's the deal. We're going to mess them up no matter what. So you might as well mess up, mess them up in a way that's also going to bless them. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to mess my kid up. Maybe maybe the other moms listening are going to. Give it time. time. (laughs) So, I mean, I think they're going to look back and be able to say that they're proud of what you guys have done and that they learned from you. And it'll be cool to get to see the kinds of lessons that you don't even realize that you're instilling in them as you do this together. 
Thank I'm you. Hoping so yeah, I'm hoping you know they're 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 willing to get out there and take a swing. It can be scary. Let's keep it real. What are some of the challenges of doing this family business? Like obviously there's upsides, but what are some of the things that you do struggle with as a couple and as a family that um, maybe just kind of as a heads up or a warning to somebody who might be thinking, I have an idea and, you know, I want to do this and I know that it's not going to be easy, but maybe kind of being given that, you know, fair warning that you might face something just kind of makes it more doable. There are a lot of hazards along the road. And I think I've, I've tripped over all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything from, you know, patent infringements that I didn't know about to international wire fraud to having to throw away entire things of inventory because I didn't understand you know, inspections and quality control yet. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, hazards. Um, I never want to like, I never want to discourage anybody. It's one of those things where um, if you knew everything you'd have to do to get there, you're not sure you'd start. Yeah. However, like, you know, when you're there, you're glad you did it, <laughs> you know? Um, but from a family perspective, uh, it does get busy. You do have to have boundaries. Um, and we're working through that daily. It's, it's not something that we've won, uh, as you can hear from our, our vacation schedule. Um, <laughs> you, you know, your business may be making a lot of money, but you're not rich, you know? So, <laughs> so you're still paying yourself uh, a, a, um, a modest salary uh, while, while your business may be doing pretty well. So it's, it's uh, you're, you're still, we're, we're not at the, you know, rolling in it phase. We're still in the, in the, building phase. So mm-hmm. it's, that's part of it. We might go back to 600 square foot, but Hey, is that so bad? <laughs> but Hey, <laughs> well, and I think that's one thing that people need to realize if they're going to venture into something, a business of their own, you know, you don't want to go in it to get rich. You want to go into it to, um, build a passion, to find yeah. something you believe in and create it and offer it to the marketplace and see if it works. Um, because I think, you know, the get rich scheme almost never works. The passion yeah. project is what does work. Yeah, exactly. And then we're, we're several years into this and, and still building. So it's not, it's not a get rich quick. It is definitely a, a, a long building process, but I enjoy it. Like I, it's, it's I, creative. It's it a is. different creative outlet for him. I'm just for making sure. something, you know, it's, it's the same thing I've always been doing. Just a different outlet. Like literally this is my husband who used to run jackhammers and saws and stuff. And I see him sitting at his little sewing machine. He bought himself his own sewing machine and he sits at nights when I give him, we swap nights out, um, every week and I come home and what does he do with his night out? He sews. He <laughs> makes <laughs> He makes prototypes for the next product that he's dreaming up and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely just a different sense of creativity, but he is very blessed with it. This isn't just business. I think this is everything, but I'm realizing it, it really is about the journey um, and enjoying the phase you're at because um, you, you really don't ever get there. Uh, and, and especially in business, you're never going to be like, I've made it. I've finished. Like it, it just keeps changing. You know, the, the, the challenges are just different. And sometimes they're bigger, the bigger you grow. So um, really every, every phase of the, every phase of the process, taking time to reflect and enjoying where you're at. Cause um, it, I don't think you'll ever actually get, you know, quote unquote there. <laughs> no, I think that's true. And I think that, that you're absolutely right, Adam, because, you know, you've got to enjoy, if you're going to do a family business or go into your business for yourself, you've got to enjoy it. You've got mm-hmm. to be doing something that you like, that you believe in, because it is all consuming or can be. And so it needs to matter to you. Absolutely. Okay. So I personally only know about the two products 
I have. So that's totally just self-serving for me, the stuff and sit and the Lego base plates. But tell me a little bit about how you take an idea from, you know, we have this problem to now it's available on Creative QT's website. What's that process like? Yeah. Um, so I, I, my, my major rule for this is I, I'll never make something that nobody's looking for. Mm. Um, so the process always starts from keyword research. Uh, you know, what, what are people looking for? What, what are their problems? And all of those kind of tie back to a pain point. You know, it, it ties back to a pain they have in their life that they're searching. So I'll do keyword research and like, you know, look up, you know, kid storage, you know, and start going through, you know, what, what problems people could have. But if I find one that's got high, high search volume, the, the stuffed animal storage is, is, a, is an excellent example. Um, you know, we, we found stuffed animal storage had like a million searches a month. And then when I go to Amazon, it was like those triangular hanging nets over and over and over again. Mm. Um, but sometimes, sometimes we'll crowdsource a solution and, and look on Pinterest. Pinterest is like one of my favorite friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me, me, I'll be sewing and hanging on Pinterest. That's amazing. But uh, no, I mean, it, seriously, Pinterest is a lot of what you're seeing trending on Pinterest is what you're going to see in Target in like next year or the year after. It's kind of how the thing, the thing goes. So um, other people's ideas, bloggers have amazing ideas. So I'll be like DIY stuffed animal storage or stuffed animal storage hack and just search that and scroll through. And that's when I found, you know, that blog post on, you know, uh, somebody stuffed the beanbag cover full and it was repinned 37,000 times. So it's like the marriage of like high search volume and an amazing idea. So that's kind of how we come up with our problem. So we're coming up with all kinds of new ones coming up. We've got, you know, puzzle storage, uh, board game storage coming out. Lego storage is like a killer. Mm -hmm. was, <clears throat> we've got patent pending on, on a Lego storage solution that I'm pretty excited about. So Eat we'll be me posted. Ooh, that that is the biggest pain in my life. That, that's all right. I'm not <laughs> bitter like at it. all. I think you'll like it. I, I think we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign on this one. So I'll, I'll be, be donating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Do you consider yourselves, each of you, having your own talents and what you contribute to where you are today? Have you ever talked about that or thought about it? Or maybe I should I ask Dana Sue, what do you think Adam's talents are? And Adam, what do you think Dana Aww, Sue's are? How cute. Oh, no pressure though. Yeah, right. Make it good. You're married. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Make it good. You're married. He's always been an idea guy. He's so good at um, just well, first positivity. Like he, he's like, we can do this. We can. And um, I was gonna say, I just met him last week, and I can tell he's definitely always very positive, which is like it brings so much which, energy. It drives me crazy sometimes. He is just so creative, and then he actually does something about it, which is just amazing to me. So it's been really fun because I've I've seen this creativity in him most of our marriage in the you know the workshop in the wood room, but I've never got to see it um, flow out in so many different avenues and. And I love it because he is so, like solving all these problems that I personally have with our kids. You know, <laughs> when I like I can't stand certain things spilled all over. He's like, hey, I could probably come up with a product for that. And I was like, yeah, get on that. <laughs> yeah, my general rule is if that she's yelling at the kids, there's a product in there somewhere. I actually know it's I know it's a win when I have a prototype that she's trying and she gets mad at me when I have to take it to send off to get uh. pricing on. <laughs> like, yes. You do me. have a win, Ben. You do. Yes. Yeah. So many products like that. And I'm like, please don't take that from yeah. me. Data Sue's role, she, I mean, my head is often in the clouds, but she is really rooted in reality. Uh, that's, that's really her, her she, she's how she balances me out. Have you thought about this? No. Have you thought about that? No. What about this? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, lot of my, a lot of my grand ideas come down to, okay, what's realistic? Okay. Like, no. <laughs> so, 
it's it's a good balance of, of of how we work together. I have the mom brain when it comes to that, you know, where I'm like, that's a strangulation hazard. Uh, <laughs> and and dads, dads don't see that at all. <laughs> Well, that right there is definitely part of the beauty of marriage, whether or not you're wanting to or have any aspirations to do business together. That's part of the beauty of being in a life partnership, Um, being able to balance one another, to be able to see the strengths in your partner, um, but then also maybe keep them back from the ledge when they're maybe (laughs) going a little bit dangerously in, uh, you know, wrong direction and they just don't see it and being able to kind of trust each other to believe the best about each other, but also kind of be that buffer or protection sometimes. I'm sure we have some listeners out there that are toying with an idea that they think they might be able to do a business they want to start. Is there any advice that you two would give to or have given to someone who says, I got this great idea I think I want to do. Where should I start? Or what would you tell me to avoid? Yeah, the, the thing to look at is, is just taking into consideration the day and age we live in. Um, we're in this economy where you can att- you can hire anybody on the globe. Um, I mean, it's it's never been easier to source products from China and you can list them on Amazon or you can build your own website for, you know, 20 bucks a month or something like that. Uh, but it's never been harder to get your voice out there and get people's attention. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's some amazing resources out there. You can, you can get on Alibaba and, and search for a supplier for about anything, um, have it shipped over here and packaged up. So it's very doable. And there's, there's a lot of resources to teach you how to do that. So if, if you're considering product wise, um, just start educating yourself. Um, I wouldn't be afraid. I mean, you can do it with a very modest investment. The good news is like, you know, if you want to just use Amazon specifically, you can leverage Amazon's traffic, all the people coming to Amazon and, and uh, you know, list your products and such. So, uh, but the harder part of it is attention. It's, it's so hard to gain and keep people's attention these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they always say audience building, learn how to do that, figure out what, figure out where your customers are, uh, and start communicating with them. I've watched Adam, like as when we first started out, he was doing everything. We joked that he was the CEO, president and janitor. Mm-hmm. Of I still say that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he, I've watched him work himself out of jobs that he doesn't enjoy. Like he doesn't enjoy the finances. And as our business progressed, he was able to hire somebody to do that portion. And he kind of hires out as more we grow, um, the things that he doesn't like to do. So at first it might be rough, but it'll come together. I have faith in my man that he knows how to invest well. And we pray over our business pretty much daily, I feel like. So I just have to trust that going to go where it needs to go or it's not. <laughs> and then we'll know there's a new venture for us. Sometimes you just got to take the risk and trust that, like you said, Dana Sue, that it's going to, it's either going to pan out or it's not. And, you know, as long as you and your family are on the same page with your goals and your desires and putting the family first and your relationships first, it's amazing to see what can come of it. So we're excited for you guys. We're excited to get to share about you with our friends because we really do believe in the products that you make and how they really can make someone's family life more um, quality and manageable. Um, Hey, can you tell us how they can find you? Tell us where to find your site. Tell us um, social media. Do you guys do that? Do you want our friends to be your friends? Oh, please. I'd love to share friends. (laughs) Yeah. So if you create QT.com, creative, the letters QT, like quality time.com. And you can search us on Instagram, Facebook, 
Uh, we're pretty much on all those social media sites, YouTube, uh, just search creative QT. We got a bunch of stuff there. A lot of, you know, how can we make your lives easier type type solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We, we'd love, we'd love to communicate with people. We love what you're doing. You guys have put a couple of pieces together for us to share at the Grit and Grace Project because we've got a lot of moms who could benefit from even just some of your time-saving organizational hacks um, kind of separate from your products. So we'll make sure to link to those in the show notes. I'll put all of your social handles and a link to your website right in the show notes. So if you're a mama who is literally chasing a child right now and you're like, I can't write this down, don't worry. That's what the show notes are for. (laughs) It's been just a pleasure to have you two, especially for me, since you are my family and I love your entire tribe mm-hmm. that you uh, you have created aside from Creative QT. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Dana, Sue, and Adam for being with us. It's been a pleasure. I thought to wrap up this episode, let's focus a little more on the heart behind Creative QT, which is to have more family time. Mm-hmm. This quote is from Abigail Van Buren. If you want your children to turn out well, spend twice as much time with them and half as much money. Great advice for parenting in a Grit and Grace life. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.